0: And welcome to the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, episode 54. If it's your first time here on this podcast, we talk about games and movie news, along with what we either played or watched during the week. My name is Barry, along with my, my name co-host. is Greg. And let's go ahead and get into the news, which I guess probably the most exciting part that we'll get into is the fact that E3 yeah. is back, baby. E3 will be a digital event, which, no right. duh, I. No, everybody could have seen that, but we've got people like Xbox, and Nintendo will do their, like, always digital thing, so not much change for them, but Capcom, Konami, and Ubisoft will all be showing off their games there, which, as a fan, I'm I'm not a fan of what E3 kind of did with leaking everybody's info in general, but I do like the spectacle that it brings with the you know, presentations and, you know, going one place for for all of the games.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have that event, even if it is digital. I don't know. I mean, there's been speculation for a while whether or not it'll actually come back physically ever again, but that remains to be seen. But at least we're going to have something to look forward to this summer.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for it. If I'm just trying to think like we already know Sony, Sony is still going to be out, but that's because Sony, you know, is a stick in the mud occasionally. And I'm just trying to think that maybe like, you know, we all complain about how Xbox doesn't have any exclusives. Maybe this E3, they'd be able to show some stuff off. And finally, you know, now that games have been two, three years of development since they've been bought, maybe Xbox can go, okay, you know, here's actual games that you guys want. I would hope
1: so. (laughs) I mean, we're, (laughs) the only thing we know of so far is Halo that's in the distant future. So that is the...
0: Whether, yeah, whether it's distant or near is yet right. to be seen. Yeah, they have
1: a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, companies that they own, but nothing to show for it yet. But we do have to give them some time. Yeah. Um, I guess we could talk about the uh, Apex fiasco these past couple of days. Um, more yeah. so yeah. aimed towards you because you play on PlayStation and I play on Xbox. But a whole bunch of people on uh, PlayStation, it seemed like it was more PS5 than PS4. Um, We're getting their progress wiped as of yesterday. And I checked before we came on here and I haven't seen a fix yet. So it's not like you're losing everything you've spent, which is what people were saying at first. Like they're still keeping their skins. You know, your Apex coins are still there that you bought. um, But your progress was just completely wiped. And the last thing that Respawn said was we're working on it. So hopefully they're getting on that somewhere.
0: Yeah, I'm inter- We'll have to see what happens with, with all that. I'm probably going to log on today to see whether or not you know all of my stuff yeah. is gone, and that might save my horrendous KD. So, if I'm being honest, it might not be the worst <laughs> thing in the in the world. You know, I don't have a hundred wins or anything like that. I think I'm closer mm-hmm. to seventy, so it's not like I'm far yeah. off. But thirty wins is a lot. Yeah. So and on
1: like slightly better news on the Apex front there was a little bit of a leak or a tease, if you will, saying that the next season will have a whole bunch in quotation marks, I guess, whole bunch of Titanfall content added in. So we already had the leak of the new character with supposedly being able to bring in a Titan as is special. But apparently they're going to be adding a whole bunch of stuff, which is cool.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm super excited, like I do want to see maybe they add kind of the wall running mechanic. Like, I really don't see many places where you could wall run right. in uh, Apex, but it would mean it, it could be cool just to have some sort of, you know, other introduce some sort of other motion to the yeah. game that uh makes climbing up walls. Maybe, you know, won't be the automatic death of you if you're being shot at. You know, you'll have a chance to shoot back. But regardless, yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. And I'm probably going to get my Watson yeah. heirloom next season and i'm not going to disclose how much money i got to spend for it anybody who plays apex knows how much money you have to spend on these events to get the heirloom yeah. so i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep my mouth shut i'm not gonna say a word Fair. and i'm saving Fair. my money that's yeah. what I'm
1: doing. i keep hoping i'll just randomly get one but we know the odds of that are slim to none so
0: yeah i've 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 somebody has to have the odds out for what it takes to get mm-hmm. an heirloom and I don't I imagine like as you unlock things, they have to get more. You have to have a better chance of getting it or else you're just getting crafting materials because you have everything else. Yeah. So it's stuff like that that, you know, I kind of question. <laughs> and for me, kind of the next big news that I was going to bring up is Sony comments and reveals that the decision to put Xbox the MLB, Well, sorry, uh, their MLB, the show on Game Pass was not their decision, but MLBs according to a quote uh, from, it was the website Impulsive. Now, they did explain that this MLB's decision was because they wanted to expand the appeal of the show, which, if we're being honest, there's not much they have to do to expand the appeal of the show. There's no other baseball game like it. Every other RBI baseball is dealing with, like, not licensed teams. So i I have to go with MLB probably paid Sony Jillions of dollars in order to in order to have it free for Xbox because I do have to admit, you know, me being a PlayStation user and me getting the game on PlayStation is just kind of and eh, because I gotta pay seventy bucks yeah. for it where Xbox users don't have to. And I'm not sure how much you can expand the appeal when your game really is the only baseball game in the entire market right now. So it's it's a little odd that their comment went the way they did, but I have to I have to assume that MLB probably said, "Okay, PlayStation. This is what we want to do. Here's how much money, you know, you'll get for doing it because the MLB is just money, buckets and buckets of money."
1: Yeah, if we so. had a category at the end of the year for most surprising new story, I feel like this one would possibly win. Um just because it, I mean, it was already a big deal that it was coming to Xbox this year, right? People have been asking forever. So you would have to think that everybody who's slightly you know interested in baseball was gonna buy this for xbox anyway because it's the first time in forever that you had an actual licensed mlb baseball game on an xbox since the 2k ones which were terrible um so yeah they had to have a huge amount of people who are already gonna buy this game and for them to put it on game pass is just insane to me that they went this route it's a cool thing because now you can get pretty much every sports game on game pass right nba is on there NHL the the newest NHL is coming out either this week or next week on Game Pass. Um, the newest Madden is on there now, um, so like you can literally play if you're willing yeah. to wait. Literally every sports game on Game Pass, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, more problems, uh, Outriders. <laughs> Just
0: <laughs> yeah, I do have that one as well. So
1: I didn't personally have this issue, but I know you did, right? So, people mm-hmm, trying to yep. connect on day one when Outriders came out could not um, for a good long while. Now, I did have issues where it was taking a long time to load in, and it still did that to me today but, but when I played it a little bit, but I never had that issue. How long did it last for you? So, it's kind of been on and off
0: for me. Uh, f- the first couple times I play, especially on launch and like two days afterward there were just moments where I would be playing a mission and I'd randomly get kicked out of the server. Like, there was no really warning or anything. I was playing the game, and my internet... It's, it's good internet, so it's not just something that drops right. randomly. And, you know, with that being said, I kind of didn't play for a while because I kept getting... I would get kicked in the server while doing, like, one of the first main missions before the boss. And the flags are checkpoints, but if you never reach a flag, you start all the right. way back. So it, it was was kind of tedious and eventually i made it through it and then the other day uh, i think on sunday or something like that or mo- or monday we played outriders and we i know cross play is a big issue right now because we were playing with somebody from playstation and there we he would just get kicked at random and then at other times uh when playing with it was me a friend on playstation and a friend on xbox and sometimes the one player would go through a door to like do a stupid little shortcut yeah. scene and we would get kicked like it was funny how it faded to black to like do this open the door cut scene and then it kicked me to the title screen <laughs> like it was the most it was the most convenient surfer kick i've ever seen so i have to give it props for the game for doing that have you
1: have but you had it, did you play this game at all by yourself since it launched okay yeah i was just wondering if that was it because i've played it so far entirely by myself and haven't had any issues so i was just curious if it was an issue like if you were in parties or if it was both
0: yeah the first day i played on the first two days i played only by myself and i still got randomly kicked occasionally so you you know uh and we'll get into our outriders impressions but i don't think the game's bad by whatever means And I kind of feel bad for the developers. Like, people can fly are getting a lot of hate for the fact that their server isn't running well. But you have to, like, we have to realize as people, one, QA testing, no matter how many hours you do, the moment you release it to the public, you're getting hundreds and thousands, even millions of hours, like, all testing day one. So server crashes and the way the game plays and if there's problems happen for a majority of reasons just give the developers time to to solve the issue it's not like it's
1: totally unplayable it's just a little inconvenient at the moment
0: yeah i absolutely agree we then have uh just like a couple quick things one returnal story trailer is revealed i'm just i'm just so excited for this game i can't can't say about it enough i know last week on the March Madness video game tournament. Like I, I was listening back to it, and I realized that Returnal would have beaten the Pokemon remakes. Who I choose to be the champion, yeah. so it really would have changed the entire bracket. Had had that gone through, so I'm I'm just excited for yeah, it.
1: Me too, except I can't play it, yeah. so I'll live. I'll live through it. <laughs> yeah, I can't play it yet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have anything else, so it's all you. Yep.
0: Cool. Cool. So just uh, uh some quick things mass effect remaster was shown off and it looks like that there is a decent amount of upgrades for the original mass effect we 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 did see of course they're going to show the good stuff and not really the stuff that isn't changed so good on them and to no surprise to anyone at all balan wonderworld is a massive sales (laughs) flop uh the game did not sell well and I don't care how bad it is. I'm going to keep the game because one day this game will be worth it. Probably
1: millions. will. This, honestly.
0: This I, I don't it, it's funny to me just we anywhere you go you don't see this game like out on shelves like it's not like I, I have a feeling they knew that this game wasn't going to sell that well so at least where we live i haven't seen many of them in general or any at all like as far as i know i'm the only person that owns this game
1: (laughs) one of (laughs) probably five
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes and i don't know like if they expected it to be popular in japan so there's a whole bunch of copies out everywhere but regardless it's uh it's not a surprise to anybody And hopefully maybe they take this lesson and maybe realize that it's, you know, you can't making a game like this, I really don't think is for everybody. for sure. So we see what happens. I was listening to a podcast that said, you know, they were playing co-op with their kid and their kid loved Mm. the game. And it's, you know, a young kid. So I do understand the appeal for kids here. And they did say that this game was going to be playable for kids. So, you know,
1: it it doesn't surprise me. It kind of feels like the beginning of the pandemic right now for me with gaming, because the two games that came out recently, well, three games, really Outriders, uh, Wonder Wonderworld and, uh, monster hunter. Right. If you go into stores, like you don't see any of them at all. And it's crazy. It just reminds me of like animal crossing at the very beginning of the pandemic where you just couldn't find (laughs) it. So it's weird that like those three games I just haven't seen. And it may just be locally for us, but like in, you know, Walmart, Target, Best Buy, you just don't see any of them. I don't know if everybody was just looking for something to play right now or if there just wasn't that big of a supply. I know there was a big supply for Monster Hunter, but I'm not sure about Outriders.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. We then have Xbox announcing that the Series X fridges, large and mini freezers are going to be made available for public uh, sale. So (laughs) if you're the ultimate gamer that needs a Series X mini fridge or a full-size refrigerator, i guess yeah. that works um it they're you know they're, they're very bland c- compared to other refrigerators it's just literally an xbox logo that lights up with some handles but if if you want to tell people you're a gamer this is the fridge to get yeah
1: you know they'll sell out
0: <laughs> yeah they will they're not going to make no, that many problems i would either. highly doubt so it well mm-hmm. And my final news story is the Lego star Wars game ultimate. The one that has like all of the entire Skywalker. um, It's, it's not sky. I guess the Skywalker right. saga, that's what they call it. The Skywalker saga has been, the game's been delayed and indefinitely, yeah. which is kind of a surprise. Cause wasn't this game coming out soon? I could swore it was coming yeah, out. It's like, supposed to be spring. Yeah. Spring. So something must've happened last minute and they found out that they need to, um, They need to change it or or delay it. So, you know, we just wait. I know, uh, you know, Lego Star Wars is and especially this game is going to be something that's kind of big because there are so many of these Lego games jam packed into one. So just have to wait a little longer and hopefully, you know, you can keep playing other Lego games. There's only like (laughs) tens, twenties of them. this one
1: surprised me, though, because as far as I know, like they've used the same engine for this game forever, right? Um, So I can't imagine that that was an issue. Maybe it was just the fact that they wanted to make this game so big and have so many characters that they just overestimated how quickly they could get it done. But kind of bummed, but it's not like this was the game I had to get this year. Hopefully it still comes sometime this year, but it almost seems like it may not. It may be a 2022 thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I imagine I have to imagine it has to be out by holiday season of this year because that's when people will buy the game especially when consoles are going to be more available, yeah. hopefully. We don't know, but hopefully consoles are made more available so people are going to be getting the getting that for their kids and then, oh, LEGO games are good for kids or at least they know right. they're safe. Yeah. So you end up doing that. But with that, that goes ahead and wraps up the news. Now we head to the games we played this week and I kind of... We saved last week after the big March Mm -hmm. Madness thing. So, you know, I have a decent amount of games to talk about uh, just in general. So first thing I'm going to mention is I finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I also did a review spoiler cast with reoccurring guest and friend of the podcast, other Craig. (laughs) So other Craig and I really go in for an hour and a half on Valhalla. So if you're really interested in seeing what the game uh, like, what we thought of the game, expect that out by Saturday and you know, uh, I'll a little sneak peek here. Um, I have a very mixed bag of feelings about this game. It's fun at parts and then disappointing
1: at others. So it's a, so, a pretty normal Assassin's Creed game then. <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess so. Yeah, if you know, they just have to change a couple things and the game probably would have been more of a positive view in okay. my eyes. But uh, I'll leave. I'll leave every all of the talk about that to the uh, special that I release on okay. Saturday. So. What's one of the games you ended up playing?
1: Um, well, I think if you don't want to, we can get into Outriders if you want. We can get
0: um, into Outriders, yeah.
1: General impressions. Obviously, I'm a big fan of People Can Fly. We've been over that. I, I love Bulletstorm. Um, but this is nothing like Bulletstorm or really,
0: <laughs> or really <laughs> anything
1: that they've done before. Um, I get very strong Gears of War vibes. I get very strong Destiny vibes with the way the loot works. Um, yeah. I think it's okay. I don't think it's great. Uh, I, I was reading like, you know, they make the articles like this is how you should play this game. Like everybody does those. But the one was like, oh, you shouldn't use cover. You should just, you know, run in and almost look at it as like a Diablo style game where you just take damage. And the more damage you deal out, you're getting healed by it, which I guess makes sense. But at least with my character, that did not work. Like I tried it and just immediately got shredded to pieces. So. I do think you have Mm -hmm. to use the cover mechanic quite a bit, at least in my opinion, with the way my character build is Um, the story. I honestly couldn't even really tell you what's going on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They're on another planet and there's a whole bunch of other factions that they're fighting. But uh, I find the main character like I'm I'm a male, right? So like I find the voice actor kind of grating a little bit, Um, but He doesn't have a whole lot to work with as far as dialogue goes. But the more I play it, I think the more I'm getting into it. So I'll probably finish it. I've been doing all the side missions and before I do the main mission. So I think I'm like level 14 or 15 now. And I'm starting to get some gear that's decent. Because, man, when you first start, like it takes forever to kill people. It's 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 a chore. (laughs) So now I'm starting to get to the point where I'm rolling through people and it feels a lot better. But I like I said, I've been playing solo. I haven't been playing with you know a team so that's more up your alley as far as how it is but it's been fine solo for me
0: yeah and i i'm gonna go with each class as kind of their own way mm-hmm. approaching it uh the devastator class the one i picked which is kind of the earthbound the one who was like stone and whatnot definitely seems to play a lot more like the just go up and start hitting mm-hmm. everything because each time i end up getting a kill or doing damage i'm also getting healed so it ends up working well for me there I I agree with the same thing with you. I have a feeling the less the main character talks, yeah. the better in yep. this case, cause he's the main character is just a big old mm-hmm. D-bag. At least that's <laughs> what he sounds like. He look he, you know, instead of wait sounding like he just woke up from like cry cryo sleep and is like worried about everything going on, he's like this absolute chat who's like, I'm back from vacation. <laughs> vacation mode's not over yet, bros. So there I I don't know why they went for that kind of like feel with him, because even even early on, and it's not even a story thing, there's you walk into a, you walk into a room. This old guy's going to show you good stuff in the back and some dude yep. kills him <laughs> and your guys just takes the gun and he's like, he was going to show me the good stuff. <laughs> he's not even like he's not even remotely phased at the right. fact Right. <laughs> this dude just died you have no clue so there's the the less he talks i have a feeling the better i really don't have a problem with the guns or combat i do have to i do have to say like i always get tired of this loot grind sort mm-hmm. of thing where every mission i'm just like okay what's my best weapon delete the rest what's my best weapon right. Delete the rest so the the loot grind isn't is not something i'm a big fan of but Playing the game co-op has been fun. Um, It does scale, and there are all these kind of ways to balance the gameplay if the other person's a higher level than you. You know, there's world tiers, which if you just want to make the game stupid easy, just go on world tier one, and you could probably just blast everything in sight if you really wanted to. And then you have your own individual levels, which you can then, you know, kind of scale everything to you as well. So I think it does a good job of people who maybe are like decent at third person shooters can use cover, know how to deal damage can get good loot early on because they're at a higher world tier than someone who's just running and gunning through yeah. everything. So I I do appreciate that design choice. I think it makes a lot of sense there. And other than that, I, I have to give you the game's okay. I am interested to see where else it goes. I do like how powerful you feel with your powers for, For the most part, like, I do admit the Devastator class doesn't seem to be as fun as some of the other ones. You know, my ult is, it's not this super destruction, you know, beam. It's, I put armor around myself, and I don't get as much damage. (laughs) Right. So, it, you know, I think some classes are going to be fun with others, and I have a feeling Devastator is going to be one of the classes that no (laughs) one picks. But, it, um... I, I'm okay with this game. I don't mind it at all, and I don't think it hurts that it was, you know, yeah. free for Xbox yep. Game Pass people. And that's probably why we're seeing a lot of the errors probably happening, because they didn't expect this many people to be playing. And everybody on Xbox who kind of doesn't have a backlog probably downloaded this game to play, you know, trios with their yep. friends, and then that's when servers start to get full and issues. Start I
1: think, like, I picked the Technomancer class, right, which is more long range and gadgets. And I think that Mm -hmm. that helps with me playing by myself because I throw like one of them as I throw down a turret and if every time it hits an enemy, it freezes them. Um, And then I have like a rocket launcher and there's like a grenade and a couple other things. But that definitely helps as far as playing by yourself. The world tier thing, every time it levels up, I've just been going to that next world tier, which has helped with my uh, my loot right being better. Um, The one thing that I don't like, and it's the same gripe I had against uh, the division because I played a ton of the division one and two is they put a huge emphasis on like crafting and upgrading your weapons. But just like in the division, there's literally no reason to do that until you hit max level because they're throwing so many guns at you. Like if you can spend your resources and upgrade your gun, but in 10 minutes you're going to find a better one anyway. So I've just been hoarding all my resources and like, dismantling everything I get that's not as good and just I'm going to hold on to it till I get to the end and then craft you know like those end game uh you know loot but there's such a big yeah. emphasis at the beginning like oh make sure you craft and upgrade your weapons and your gear but there's no reason whatsoever so same thing I had with the division you just have to play through it normally as a third person shooter and then once you get to the end if you really want to dive in that's when you get into those mechanics that they just throw right at the beginning at you for no reason. But overall, yeah, I think it's okay. I don't know if it'll end up on my top 10 for the year. Probably not, unless it takes like a weird turn that I enjoy. But it's been fun for the time being.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And before I get into more of the newer games as well, um, I will say I have been I am back on Ghost of Tsushima and can't say how how I can't say enough how pretty this game is. I don't after coming from like assassin's creed Valhalla, a hollow which is a it's a it's not like as colorful or as hdr bright as like ghost of Tsushima is but man that when that game wants to be like colorful it just turns all the saturation to max and it looks super pretty which for my you know monkey brain <laughs> it does it it does satisfy me it looks very good and i i, I hope to have more with ghost of Tsushima. i'm i know it was ranked 10 in my list but and i got pretty far without beating it and i plan on beating it now and i think i could actually see a change or an amend to my uh to my uh, game of the uh, game of the year discussions just because it is it is a okay. good game i am enjoying it and it's fun so i have to ha- i'll keep going and let you guys i'm know
1: super jealous that you're like going through and clearing all these games out of your backlog and i just keep trying new ones it's annoying to me <laughs> uh it's
0: it's a problem still just just because like how long are games like monster hunter rise and by the time i'm going to start playing that none of my friends will want to play or even like bravely default where i got a decent amount into and grinded the heck out of only to um only to start playing (laughs) other stuff but yeah i just i i don't know what it is i just felt like i needed to start those games and it's been a good time so far i'm glad i'm starting to tackle you know some of these games from two you know, or a year ago.
1: Yeah, maybe someday I'll get through them, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I started playing Octopath Traveler as well, um, which I had started back when it came out on the Switch, but now I'm playing it on the Xbox. And for whatever reason, like I bounce off of it pretty quick on the Switch when it came out. But this time around, like it's starting to stick more for me, which I'm enjoying. It gives me that like I know probably Very little people played it, but back in the PlayStation one era, there was Wild Arms was a game that like I loved as a kid. And I get I get that vibe from this game. So I've been really, really digging it. It's been good, like doing a couple missions on Outriders, and then going and doing a little bit in Octopath Traveler has been like a nice back and forth for me. Um, I think the story has been good so far. The combat feels good. Um, It's just I know everybody loves this game in general. I'm just late to the party here. But Man, it's a fantastic game. Like, if I could put it on my list for the year, I probably would. But I'm not going to do that because it's, what, two years old now? Or more?
0: Yeah, or it's it's definitely close to two years now that yeah. I think about it. Uh, I I just remember, like, the game ended up being a surprise mm-hmm. hit, and then pe- stores didn't have the right. game to sell to people. And, you know, I eventually got my hands on it, and I loved it for Switch. It is a really, it is a good... Um, it's did, just you game, the, and really like did you get the i really like did you get the whole way through
1: it okay yeah I did oh, cool go ahead I didn't mean to interrupt you
0: yeah <laughs> and you're you're all good but yeah you know it's it's definitely a fun game and definitely definitely try to finish it if you can it's uh it's worth it you know going through getting party members and you know figuring out what kind of class or you know what um party tactics work for you and and what ends up being how many there.
1: hours did it take so. you um, a lot. <laughs> no, okay. not a
0: lot. It's not. A, it's not a terribly long game. I want to. I, I have to check my switch, but I definitely think it took about maybe okay. 20, 25 hours. It's not. It's not super disgusting okay. long.
1: Yeah, I've been so. having a ton of fun. I think I'll probably finish it slowly. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, and then with that, we are now going to go to my yes. quest games because I'm finally gonna talk about the games that I've been playing for two weeks on my quest. Now, some of these are not gonna be a surprise, uh, but I'll I'll get through them. I like Super Hot. Super Hot is definitely a fun mm-hmm. VR game. I just the only problem I have with it is I find myself getting frustrated at it because like one, I'm not good at throwing mm-hmm. stuff. Like for whatever reason, when I throw stuff, it is not going straight. <laughs> it's either going up or to the side or directly at the ground. Like I can't find the sweet spot for me on that game. So when there are mo there are moments in super hot, where you are going to have to yep. throw stuff and you know, I need to find a way to get better at it <laughs> pretty much. And sometimes there's this, and you know it, there's this move where you can kind of have both your hands at the side and you click the triggers and it kind of just beams an enemy and eventually mm-hmm. blows them up, and sometimes that works and sometimes yeah. it doesn't. For me, it, it doesn't really explain <laughs> how that um, how that works in the way, in the best way. But if if you're looking to try super hot, I'll mention try to take your time when going through like these um, like these shoot 'em ups because when I find myself rushing, I find myself making mistakes. Yep. And that's when you get shot and you have to start all over because it's when you die, you have to start over at the beginning of kind of the the cycle that you have to go through. And sometimes it's a lot of levels and sometimes you do a lot of work yep. and then you die and you have to go all the way back through. It can be kind of frustrating. I do see Yeah, it's
1: definitely it's definitely a puzzle game more than anything, right? Like it is action oriented, yeah. but you literally have to think you know, plan out your moves and you can kind of like if you stand completely still, you can kind of look, look around a little bit and figure out what to do. That whole like holding the two thumbsticks in and beaming things. I only use that when absolutely Mm -hmm. necessary because it never worked for me ever. Like it was so inconsistent. And a lot of times like you have to hold it down for a little bit. And like I would end up getting shot or something trying to do it. So I just didn't even bother with it. But it was on my list last year for a very good reason. I think it's such a great game. I think I have probably played through it four or five times now. Um, I mean, it's short, it's super short, but such a good game.
0: Cool. Uh, Then played Poker Stars VR, not much here. (laughs) It's just a VR poker setting. And you kind of what's going to make it for this game is you kind of make the company that you're going to be sitting with. Mostly everybody's pretty cool. Um, Everybody's there just to play poker and you can make jokes with someone. They can pass you a fake Mm -hmm. cigar you can play with fake tanks like there's so many of course there's going to be cosmetics because that's how they're going to make money in this game but it's uh, if you're looking for like a cool game just to sit down with your friends play a couple card games with if you guys have vr systems it's kind of the most immersive way to do it right now and it can it can just be some dumb fun and when you're winning you know it's good (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you never really have to put money into this game. You can get free chips every time you go in. And while it's not going to be the gratifying, you know, um, getting a bunch of money to start out with and just being able to play endlessly, you know, if you log in daily, swing, you know, swing the free wheel, you know, you'll have enough money to last you a week if you don't play for a couple yep. days. So I, I there's a good balance there. And it's I don't have much to say, but it's just a fun VR game in general. Cool we both ended up playing population yep. one and uh i've it is definitely one of the more fun kind of first person shooters that i've played on yep. vr i really enjoy it right now just because one once once you find the setting that fixes your motion sickness because like for me i was getting sick <laughs> bad when i first yep. played this game because i I started up the game and it's like motion sickness and being you know the dumb guy that i am i went oh i don't need any no just no no filter yep. give yep. me it all just head up and then when i started doing the tutorial like i took like three steps and i went oh boy no <laughs> this isn't the this, this isn't it. it it's kind of you kind of don't think you're going to be vulnerable to motion sickness until you start and get into the vr and play a game like that where instead of kind of pointing to move because that's not gonna right. work in this type of battle royale. you need to use the the thumbstick in order to in order to move. And it it responds pretty well. I find for the most part the guns are fun to use um, the, the occasional peeling <laughs> banana and drinking of soda yeah. or something like that you know to regenerate. I think it's just fun it's the little things in this game and it's not a huge map, but it doesn't need right. to be. Um, you can find yourself walking into moments where you aren't fighting anybody, but the map is so small. If you kind of get to a really high vantage point, you're going to be able to see everybody. And you know, I this game was fun. I enjoyed our time with it. And there is a battle pass because of course there is. It's a it's a battle royale, but it's it is a it's a fun game. And I really did have
1: a lot. I learned my lesson when I downloaded the Jurassic Park game about the motion sickness thing. So like I immediately <laughs> um, put it on the lowest sensitivity. I was like, "Yeah, I don't want any of that because I know I'm going to be sick playing this game." But I like like just the the motion of reloading the guns is enough to make me happy. The peeling the bananas, yeah, um, putting your arms out to the side to glide when you're in the air is hilarious. Um, it's just fun. Like I think we played what three games or four games. We won two of them. So. Yeah. We're having a ton of fun. Um, It can be a little difficult, I think, to aim. Or at least maybe I'm just not used to it yet. But I don't... That was like my only gripe with it. I I don't remember how many people are in there. Is it like 40 or something or less? I think it's 30. I think it's 30, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a ton of fun. So I would highly recommend it. It's something that I'll probably go back to you know, every so often and just keep playing it. But no need for the battle pass on this one. I don't think there's anything that cool or mandatory yeah. cosmetics. Yeah,
0: that's that's what it is. It's cosmetics. Yeah. And there's not like a you win mm-hmm. screen where you get to show off your skins like an apex. Right. You just you're done yep. after you win. So it's it's not a bad game at all. This is definitely, I think, the the first step in the right direction to maybe more of a grander scale mm-hmm. VR type of experience when it comes to, you know, a battle royale. So. All power to it, because population one yeah, is a fun. Absolutely. Game. I then have been playing hollow point, which is uh, it's it's I primarily got the quest for archery <laughs> games because I love archery and I just think it's a fun sport and it's not really something I can do in the area I live in So this game is you're kind of just stuck in a in a dojo and you have your bow and arrow and your goal is to kind of shoot cubes that shoot stuff back at you so it's this constant, balance of trying to shoot the next cube dodging the next one and or dodging whatever it shoots back at you and then finding your next cube and as you get further into the game they introduce samurais who come in and try to get you so you have to kill them then they introduce ninjas who throw shuriken at you and continue to do if you don't do it so if you don't kill them so uh the game is like this absolute sweat (laughs) fest (laughs) this is the game i sweat on the most i find myself you know it It is fun because I am I guess like you could compare it to I feel like, you know, Tomb Raider where I have my bow and arrow and I'm, you know, leaning (laughs) to get underneath and shoot between shoot between windows. I'm dodging and I'm it's it's really satisfying when it gets hectic and you shoot a cube that shoots back at you, but it destroys another cube. So you still have to dodge that. And when you get it like all in your head and you realize how. Like, the audio has to work really well in this in order for you to kind of be able to react how they want you to, and it works out well. This is probably one of, like, this game has been the funnest archery game I've played out of out of everything, just because it's this... It is just this constant moving around and getting active, which is another reason why I bought the Quest, so I could stop sitting down and playing Ghost Shishima <laughs> and Valhalla and other games, so the it's it's just so you just much got to mix in the physical
1: um, stuff every once in a while right in between other games
0: yeah and it it, it promotes a healthier sure. lifestyle which is something that you know especially people who like like me and you who play games as a hobby of uh, you know physical activity is still mm-hmm. important and the quest is a good way to get physical activity and play games so it's yeah hollow point's been the game i've played the most okay I did play some other games, which okay, I can't believe it. Um, I played the Kizuna Eye dance nice. game because I was look I was looking at rhythm games. It is so difficult to understand. Uh, just because one, the music isn't in English, but like you're they're they're trying to simulate you being at an actual concert with like the light beams, so you're raising them up and you're hitting stuff with your light beams. It's not a bad game by any means, but it is kind of difficult for them to kind of explain what they want you to do because sometimes i find myself not hitting notes when i'm like right there to hit them so it is a little frustrating that it's not as um responsive as i wanted it to be and the last one that i'll talk about and i know i've been talking about vr games for a while now the first game i played when i hooked it up to my computer is sky sanctuary which is another archery samurai training game where you're you have a katana you have shuriken you have archery and it's just kind of this this training modulator where you can shoot a bow and you can kind of i don't know what it's called but you have like your uh, imagine like fruit Hmm. ninja where you have your sword and it's telling you to cut bamboo in a certain way so you have to get the sword over there and then cut in the right direction it's This is the game that I was most frustrated with. It was only $8, but it does feel like it could use some quality of life improvements because sometimes it just doesn't respond to when I swing or it. um, So you end up losing time because all these challenges are timed. And I guess really the only thing I really wish a lot of the other games would do as well is especially in archery. I just wish they'd have you start off with like a guide to show you how arrow flight and where you're aiming works because that's what hollow point does. And I hit a lot more of my shots in hollow point than I do in um, in Sky Sanctuary. And I don't know if it's just because it's different mechanics or if it's because I can't see where I'm shooting my arrow until I shoot it, which kind of makes it frustrating. I know that's a very small issue for for me, who's like using this, (laughs) using this as an archery (laughs) simulator machine. I mean, there's there's
1: worse things you could be playing on there, honestly. So
0: yeah yeah overall i am very happy with my quest i find myself playing it at least two three times a week especially on Mm -hmm. weekends when if it's a rainy day out or something like that and luckily like in our area we've been blessed with phenomenal weather as of late and knowing me i'm gonna knock on wood here (laughs) just because of knowing me it's still gonna rain tomorrow or something like that so we'll see what happens but the the oculus quest 2 is by far the most popular vr machine that like oculus and anybody has ever released and it's for good reason it is a solid machine it works well it's not super expensive considering everything games aren't 60 bucks and it's a really cool immersive way to get yourself into into video games as well if The fact if the idea of sitting on a couch and playing like a video game with a controller isn't something that interests you, the Oculus will because you're going to be forcibly, you know, forced to act and do stuff in a world. So for me, the Oculus Quest 2 is definitely if if you're thinking about VR, I think this is even probably the best time to jump in. that You could
1: 100% worth the money, like no question whatsoever. Like, I don't regret my purchase at all, even though like there was probably a couple of weeks there where I didn't even touch it but like now I'm back to it again like it's it's so worth it um it can get a little expensive if you get into like buying a whole bunch of different games but the core ones like beat saber, super hot, um you know those type of games like those will keep you busy for a good long time. I do want to try out like the uh they have like the workout games that you can do on there but again like yeah. I need to switch out my like the foam around the outside, because when you start sweating and it like soaks in, it's just disgusting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it is pretty Mm -hmm. disgusting. There are times where I just have to sit uh, like when I know. I've been sweating. I'll be like, okay, you need to sit for like Mm -hmm. five minutes because you are that that foam thing when you (laughs) feel it, it's bad. Plus, you have the headset
1: itself like, you know, it's right in front of your face and like that gets hot. So you're getting the heat from that coming back at you on your forehead, which is already trapped in the foam. It's just a nightmare with sweat. So if I, I do need to switch that out so I can get some maybe put some actual uh some sort of like exercise games on there and see how they are.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's going to be it for games from us. Unless you've got nope. something else. We're now going to talk about movies, which I, I texted you this weekend. <laughs> I was the movie yeah, you were. man. I was the man watching movies on yep, Saturday. That would explain why I didn't so see I got, you
1: online playing anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I I have I got a couple movies to to talk about and and uh, one sure. show. So it'll be it'll be fun. But uh so I know we both watched Kong versus Godzilla. Yep. So I will mention that I Did you end up watching Bad
1: Trip? No, I did not.
0: So Bad Trip is the Netflix movie with Eric Andre primarily leading and the goal of this movie is it's kind of like these prank skits that follow a storyline kind of like bad grandpa imagine bad grandpa or imagine jackass but with story just with a conclusive storyline so eric andre's goal is there's this random girl that he loved in high school and the whole goal is to talk to her and get to this art show as well like primarily this is a road trip um movie and it it is just a funny movie like Eric Andre is he is known for very I'm gonna say explicit mm-hmm. comedy like where he's naked and there are all these other and I'm, I'm trying not to spoil some of the pranks that go on just because they, they are funny and it, it overall if you're looking for just a funny movie that's gonna and it's not even that long I think it's like an hour 45 to two hours so it's not really that long and movie wise, but some of it you'll know it's for you if in the first half an hour you're laughing because for me, like the second prank that they did, I I knew it was going to happen and I just started dying <laughs> of laughter and the people reacting like are genuine in a lot of the ways. And Tiffany Haddish, who's also in this movie, does uh, does a really good job of kind of the short pranks because i think in all honesty i think tiffany haddish is a lot more like popular or recognizable than eric andre is because tiffany haddish has been in the comedy game for as long as she has but if if you're looking for just a, a movie to cheer you up maybe watch with your friends or something like that or it's bad trip is a fun time without a doubt i definitely watch it
1: cool uh do you want to do kong versus godzilla
0: Let's do Kong versus yeah. Godzilla. And before we even get into the movie, I do want to say a uh, kind of news related to it is it did really well mm-hmm. in theaters uh, this week. It actually did the same amount of money as Godzilla King of Monsters did. We're very similar to it. And that's with a uh, a pandemic right. going on and theaters not being open. So um, I'll let you go ahead and, you know, express your opinions on the movie first. Um,
1: I don't have any affiliation with Godzilla or King Kong. Like I've watched the movies, but I wouldn't say I'm like a fan, right? Like I enjoy them. They're, they're not bad, but I don't have like that diehard Godzilla fan base that's out there. That's not me. Um, So me going yeah. into this movie, I I didn't have any high expectations for it. Um, I think they do a great job with Kong and making him super personable, super relatable, right? Like he does have a big, personality, as opposed to Godzilla, who's just a giant lizard destroying literally everything. Um, everybody right? them the one. Uh, criticism that everybody had about the older movies, especially Godzilla, was like, we're here to see Godzilla, not the other human characters. So I think they do a good job of making sure that the human characters in this movie don't overtake what you're there for, which is to see Godzilla and King Kong beat the crap out of each other. Um, so I think that they did a, a really good job as opposed to the older Godzilla movies with, you know, getting you to the action, which is what you're here for. Um, And those action scenes are phenomenal. I think they look really great. The first one when uh, King Kong is on the ship, I thought was really cool with Godzilla in the water. Um, I don't want to ruin like the ending, but I thought the end fight scene was awesome. Um, Just overall, like I think it's a very, very good movie. I think it was very well done. The CGI is very good. And at least for me, like I have no stake in the game. So take that as you will. But like, I thought it was extremely entertaining. So as of right now, like it's going to sit on my top 10 for now. We'll see if it stays. But I had a ton of fun.
0: Yeah, I I feel the same way. They do a, like kind of the complaint that they had in Godzilla was the fact that it took a while for them to kind of get to the Godzilla portion of things where in this movie pretty much the characters all revolve around yep. the monsters. So you're constantly having the monster in the shot or doing or has to do with something going on. And you know, overall I had a fun time too. I, I will have to say, and maybe it was just my soundbar or like the way the audio mixing is, but I had a really hard time like hearing just in general. I had to, like I had to pump up <laughs> the volume on my soundbar pretty um pretty high in order to kind of hear dialogue clearly. And to hear kind of all the action smashing clearly as well. Um, I imagine that's not the same problem in a movie right. theater where, you know, you have all the speakers and all the bass that you could ever want. <laughs> this this movie probably is really good in a movie
1: theater. Yeah, it theater. made me miss it movie theaters. Probably,
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, I can't imagine how, you know, the entire place shaking mm-hmm. uh, for some of these sequences. But the fight does well. I... I do have to say kind of the whole Millie Bobby Brown, who's kind of connected to Godzilla and that kind of part of the cast, they really don't get a lot of screen time and a lot of what they're doing is pointless yeah. Yeah. Um, in some ways. So um, we probably could have done without that, if I'm being honest. I mean,
1: um, they they do come up know, with the way to stop the main villain at the end, but that's about all they do.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... That yeah that, that's really the only gripe i have about the movie you're not there for this in, impeccable story that's going to make you right. cry you're there for the for the monsters duking it out and they get to that early and they get to mm-hmm. it often i i guess really the the main thing is is also with like king kong i get really confused on how actually big <laughs> he is because in some scenes he's like it went, compared to the humans he's this gigantic monster but in other scenes he just looks so much smaller than everybody else, which I kind of thought that like and maybe maybe it's because I don't know the monster lore as much or not, but maybe it's I thought I thought King Kong would be more of like in uh, more of the same size as Godzilla, which just isn't the case in this movie. But that was really the only confusion I ever had. With the movie is King Kong's like actual, how big is he supposed to be yeah. kind of thing?
1: Yeah. I mean, Godzilla is supposed to be huge, but yeah, I'm not sure it was a little confusing. He did look bigger in some scenes and smaller than others, but he was definitely smaller than yeah. Godzilla for sure. Yeah. yeah, but it was a good time. I liked it. So Go did ahead. you
0: end up? Yeah. Did you end up watching any other movies? Um, I
1: watched one other show, um, which was on, Okay, I subscribed to Paramount plus because I'm a a sucker for the challenge. MTV's the challenge. And um, Mm -hmm. they have a new season where they brought back like all the old people. So I was like, oh, I got to subscribe to watch that. But I actually started watching a documentary on there called For Heaven's Sake, um, which basically revolves around there was a guy in the 1920s who went out of his cabin in the middle of the night and disappeared and nobody knows what happened. They never found him. Um, they suspect it was some sort of foul play, but nothing was ever found. And then it cuts to, you know, today and you have his, I want to say it would be like his great, great grandkid, um, who is a filmmaker and his roommate who are making a documentary about trying to figure out what exactly happened to them. It's not anything like super original that hasn't been done before in the documentary space, but what makes it stand out is the fact that it's hilarious right so they're taking this serious premise and they are very serious about it but the two of them are absolutely hysterical so it's like a it's a twist <laughs> on you know like a true crime documentary um i don't want to give too much away but like there's a point where they're trying to figure out um there where his great-great-grandfather lived it which was in the woods in a cabin in uh, canada And they suspect that there was these men who were working on the roads back then who would go to the bar and get drunk every Friday night. So they are trying to figure out if it was possible that they would walk from the bar to past his great great grandfather's house, which was like miles, right? If they would still be drunk Mm -hmm. by the time they got there. So obviously what they do is they go to that bar and they get absolutely hammered and then walk the whole (laughs) way just in the middle of winter in the dark, drunk. And it's just hysterical them, like falling over into the snow and all this stuff. And they get there and he says, you know, hey, if I asked you to murder somebody right now, would you? And the other guy's like, oh, absolutely. I would murder someone for you right now. It's just hysterical. <laughs> so if you're into true crime documentaries, that kind of stuff, this is such a fun twist on it. So I'm having a ton of fun with it so far. I still have like three or four episodes to go. All
0: right. All right. I then watched Earwig and the Witch, which is the new Studio Ghibli. I'm going to call it animation movie because it's not so much anime as it is everything else. It is in English on and really the only option is English in HBO Max, which is what surprised me. The movie is strange, (laughs) um, to say the least it opens up with kind of this big music number and it seems like it's going to be this big kind of music based movie, but then it doesn't or it's not like even the cover, like the kid is on a microphone on a, like a stage Mm -hmm. rocking out. So it is a little weird how, like how it, it kind of subverts what I thought it was going to be, which kept me interested. And the main character, her name is earwig. Or, oh man, I can't remember what they call her, the the other name they call her, but regardless, she ends up getting adopted by a witch, and it's kind of like her story to get the witch and the other person in the household to do whatever she wants. So you're kind of following her her journey from there. The the movie itself isn't bad. I had no problem with it. It's it's definitely not dark like some Studio Ghibli movies tend to be. And really the only technical problem I have with it is sometimes the lip flaps aren't (laughs) matching what they're saying. So I kind of had to, it bothered me so much to the point where I had to pause the movie and I went, I have to like, just Mm -hmm. let it go. I just have to stop paying attention to what they're doing or what they're saying with their mouths and kind of pay attention to all of the animation, which the animation is really pretty in this. It's not CGI. It's not 2D animation, but it's this mix of, like, 3D, and it's super expressive, like how anime tends to be. And I definitely say, if you're a fan of Studio Ghibli, this movie is not what you're going to expect at all. Like, but if you go in with an open mind, and it's definitely a movie that could be for kids, um, I think you'll come out of it and you'll be like, okay, like, that wasn't a horrible time, but it also wasn't this movie that kind of blows your mind. Like the ending is confusing as well, which if you watch it, you'll see. But I'm not going to get into spoilers on that. So interesting, earwig, earwig and the witch, and then the TV show I watched was Netflix's uh, uh, DOTA: Dragon's Blood, which it's kind of this TV show anime or animation based off of the game DOTA, and i i was recommended it to a bunch of friends just because it is kind of like lord of the rings okay um there's dragons there's knights mages elves and that kind of thing and there's a lot of like story going on there which i do think that they do a good job of and they definitely are going to i think be releasing a second season as long as the um enough people are watching it and i have to say like it is it is a fun time i know um I feel like I'm the only one that kind of watches all the animation <laughs> or anime type stuff sometimes if it's not Disney or Pixar. And that's just and it's because it it's what I find enjoyable. And Dragon's Blood and Dota Dragon's Blood is a fun time. And if you're into Lord of the Rings, as long as you can get past the fact that it's not real mm-hmm. life or um, real actors, I think you will have a fun okay. time with it. It's a good cool.
1: show. Do we go to Falcon Winter Soldier?
0: <laughs> yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier time now. Uh,
1: what'd you think? So,
0: Yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is definitely, I feel like, a more down of an episode for me. Of Kind of despite everything that happens in it. And I do like how we get to see characters from the past mm-hmm. come back. Like, Marvel it does a fantastic job of bringing people back to do their roles. And... You find out a lot about what's going on in the world. And I thought Mandrapoor was this really cool throwback to a couple of other things in the comic books. And uh, th- this ep- this episode is fun. And they, I'm starting to warm up to the whole kind of the Winter Soldier and Falcon kind of, and how they play off mm-hmm. of each other. It was kind of rough at first, but that's because that's what they're intending it to be but they're starting to warm up to each other and you can see that now and the there are always kind of these weird areas for gags where you know one of them goes one way and the other one goes the other and they're like well i'm getting overrun over here and that kind of stuff so it's uh falcon and the winter soldier is a continue to watch just because every week i come back to it and i find myself having a a good watch with it
1: yeah this was like There's action in this this episode, but I feel like compared to the other ones, it's less right. Like we get to see the return of uh, Sharon Carter, which I think is cool. Um, You get alluded to the power broker, right? Which I personally think it's her, but it could not be. It could be somebody else. But um, you had that you get to see, you know, the Baron, right? Baron Zemo here um, get to put on the mask and be cool there for a minute. He's such a cool character. Madripoor, right? That was so cool to me because that's a that's a hotbed for mutants and the X-Men. Yeah. Um obviously we didn't see any, but it's cool that they're bringing that in, you know, alluding to the fact that they exist in the universe that Marvel's trying to tell. Um, and then, you know, you get that little scene at the end with uh I'm blanking on her name from Wakanda. Is it Ao? I think.
0: Was that her? That's
1: one of them. It's not I, the main uh- character from black panther but it's one that was in the black panther movies um
0: okay yeah. i i didn't recognize her but i knew she was wakandan right. and i was confused uh like i thought it was going to be someone i recognized but i didn't yeah
1: i'm pretty sure it's but... a let me just double check yeah a.o um she was one of the guards in the black panther movies but um she just okay. wasn't one of the main ones right and obviously she's there for the baron um because of previous things that were going on but i thought that was cool bringing that in right alluding to the fact that You know, Wakanda's still out there (laughs) Um, and, you know, Bucky spent a lot of time in Wakanda, so tying that all together, I thought was really cool Um, for not having a lot of action. I did really like this episode. I think it's just because you finally get to see for me, seeing Baron, you know, Zemo um, get to be himself was awesome. Um, His little jokes with his butler were pretty cool. Uh, But we're only this was episode three, right? three so we have yeah. three left um three. so it's going by quick and then we get right into loki so um i'm having a ton of fun with falcon and winter soldier it's starting to grow on me i don't know if it's going to pass wandavision um we'll see but it's it's getting up there from you know what it looks like with the new loki trailer though i think that one might rival wandavision for me because that one i think looks really really yeah. cool and then we have black widow which that had a new trailer too and that looks cool. So nothing but good things for if you're a Marvel fan for the next year or so.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to say like, if we look back on like at the end of the Mm -hmm. year here and we look at our movie list and it's like, Oh man, five of the 10 things are Marvel. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I have to make sure to diversify myself (laughs) as much as I can, but it's hard to, when the Marvel stuff is as good as it is. Like it's not the, the Marvel stuff, like none of it has been bad and that's, kind of the surprise here with everything. You'd think that these these TV shows wouldn't grasp you in this and grasp you in the same way, but the TV shows are just as good as the movies are. Yeah, I'm not
1: gonna lie. I'm having a hard time right now because I haven't put I didn't put WandaVision on my top ten because to me I'm like, well that's not a movie. That's a TV show. But I might have to reconsider that. Um we'll see because you know it is a, a TV show split up into how many episodes, but it is movie length, right? WandaVision was what, like three hours, maybe three and a half total. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe we can come to a decision on that later in the year, whether or not we include that stuff. Um, but as of right now, I haven't put them on my top 10 of the year list because they're not movies in quotations.
0: Yeah, I guess what we'll probably have to do is maybe like a top 10 movies, top five yeah. TV shows or something yeah. like that. It's been A that lot of TV this year them. so far. Yeah, and. It, it makes sense because TV shows can make money uh, no matter yep. where they are. And the m- movies kind of need a, m- a movie theater in a way. And, you know, we all know the last James Bond movie is going to be my number one anyway. So it just depends <laughs> on whether that or comes not it comes out, out yeah. this year or yeah. not. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, I may never get this movie and I'm maybe we haven't heard anything in a while, but that's because they delayed right. it again. But regardless of. I won't get into that. I just, I just want a James Bond movie. Please give it, please. I mean, I'm not convinced that the fast
1: and furious movie that they're slating for like June or whatever, only in theaters. I'm not even convinced that's going to come out. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. But uh, you said, you said that was it. That was kind of it for both of us there. All right. So this is going to be the end of the podcast here. Thank you everybody to listening and supporting the podcast. If you liked it, please share. If you're interested in kind of being a part of this community in any way, we have an Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter, and a Twitch where you can kind of all get involved with. You can send us questions and whatnot there as well. We have a website called HighSensitivityGaming.com where on the same day Saturday I will be posting a written review of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So be on the lookout for that in case you prefer to read instead of listen the the review is a lot shorter than the podcast will be <laughs> about it so if if you if you just want to get those views and don't have a, an hour and 45 minutes to spend i completely understand yep. so and be sure if you're if you want to ask us any questions or any hypotheticals and stuff please make sure to send an email to high sensitivity podcast at com. it'll be included as it always in as it always is in the description of the videos in case you guys need that email so with that, that's been myself and Craig. We'll see you see guys you later. next time.